to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode, I think, 109. I You've think got 108 written down. I know, it's only because I 107 that I was to... The Empty Man, and then I did a midweek, I, I did a spin off. So it's 109. Okay. Well, I didn't say it. It's written down for. Yeah, but I didn't Charlotte, say it. I'm just going to take a quick picture of that, just in case you I need backup. Such a dickhead. Pooh keepsy tapes. Oh, do you say poo keepsy? I say pow keepsy. Pooh keepsy is right, yeah. but I just say it just like pow is like plow. Is it a real place, Pooh keepsy? I don't think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, they had a map. Yeah, but it's a film. So did JR Token from Lord of the Rings. So does Harry Potter. And they have walking footsteps on it. I don't mean it's real. Pooh keepsy is a real place. Yeah, it is. And why? Oh, fair enough. Yes, shut the fuck up. Um, what? <laughs> Cheers. End of podcast. I've, uh, I really like this film. I've watched it quite a few times. It's one of the ones where if I'm like, you know, sometimes you don't want to invest in a new horror. You're not like, I want to watch something new for the first time. You kind of mm-hmm. just like, I want to watch, a, I want to watch a horror, but one that I've seen. Pooh keeps tapes is always up there in uh, in contention to put on. Yeah. Is that for for those who haven't seen it? Number one, it, it can be quite. Um, it's not necessarily gory, but there's some like it's it's, it's, it's brutally real the way that so it's kind of it's this about this killer the Water Street butcher mm-hmm. um, and he records his his antics of kidnappings, killings, antics, shenanigans. This uh, <laughs> dismemberings like it, it's not graphic per se, but there's some scenes in there that are, like when he kidnaps a child, it's unsettling, yeah. it's unnerving because yeah. it is it just feels so real like that. The way it's shot and the way it's filmed, so it's it wouldn't be for everyone. But essentially, it's it's kind of, it's a documentary about this Water Street butcher. But they kind of make a mockery of the documentary, which I think if you what like for some people might not pick up on that watching it once or yeah. the first time to pick up on it. But the I think the idea of it is is the kind of mocking the or the the, the making light of how True crime we, yeah we idolize serial killers. We we find it. Um, interesting and in, in a way, although you always say the things to do the horrible and it's gone it, the, the amount of time I've written I know it's like again it's glorifying the killer the kind of like complimenting his work being like oh, the, the profile he sets kind of admiring the work he's done and I think that's what the the documentary style of it is it's supposed to say the, the mainstream media and all these documentaries on serial killers that they're actually praising him and bringing more attention to him which is what they wanted well, that there was a woman, didn't she? They were talking. I think she was a psycho, a forensic psychologist, or something like that. And they were interviewing her, and they were like, and she went, you know, as if he almost wanted to impress us. Yeah. And the documentary person said, "Were you impressed?" And she kind and of backs She, backtracks, starts, she pauses, and she's like, "No, no," because it was disgusting, sort of thing. But yeah, no, I I liked it. This is my so I I have watched it before. I've not memorable enough to know I've watched it before. I caught there were a few clips yeah. where I was like, oh no, I have seen the, uh, this. The I have seen it. Stop it. That's horrible. We don't talk <laughs> about it. 
Well, until it we gets do, there. I was going to say, we do talk about it because it's Can we not a talk about it though? Cause okay, okay. It we'll, we'll push it to the back. It made the hairs on my clothes. No, it made the hairs on my neck stand on end. It was fucking vile. But yeah, it was it was good. And I don't, I think I might have, when I watched it the first time, I was probably doing something in the, and it was on in the background. So I didn't really take much notice of it. But I do remember key scenes. But when I watched it this time, I did really enjoy it. And it is a good, it's a good horror. I it, like it. It is a good talking point as well for like idolising serial killers. Because we all do it. We all watch Dharma. And we've all seen Ted Bundy documentaries. And that it's such a fine line because the stuff they do is inhumane and it's despicable and it nobody in the right mind like enjoys or appreciates it but I, one of the questions i've got to as a talking point is they're skilled like you, you can you can yeah. be you can be impressed but not in a positive way like the it's more the, the way yeah the way the water street butcher yeah he, he had the police on strings and he, he got a um he got a police officer sent down for the murders that he committed. Killed. Yeah, k- killed by um, execution. He got found guilty of all these charges. And then a few days after, he popped up again and was like, God, joking, that, that wasn't him. So it, it, and these, this is what the, um, the people who are being interviewed, like the forensics, the FBI agents, they're all, they're, you can all tell they're impressed, but they don't want to say, yeah. like, I'm, I'm impressed by how devious this man is. But it, impressive, impressed doesn't mean positivity. It doesn't mean... Oh, that's a good thing. It just means you can't believe how well someone can manipulate police forces, investigators, character mm. profilers, like all these types of things. So, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't sum it up any more than you just did. That yeah, but we, the thing is, it, it makes light of it, but it is true. We all do not yeah. idolize serial killers, but we give them the attention that, yeah. they do, that they do it for in the first place because we're, we're trying to. We can't fathom how someone would commit the act because in our in our sane minds. That's probably a poor word to use because that makes it sound anyone who does it is insane. Yeah. As a level-headed moral person, you yeah. never, you'd never even contemplate doing these types of acts. No. So the fact that these people that do, we want to know like why, why do they do it, and that's where the attention comes yeah, from. Yeah, the why. I mean, the problem is we were talking. I think I was talking about this at school the other day, and not about like this particular film, but we were we were talking about um, in our it's sort of a citizenship PSHE thing so we talk about god and like all that stuff bundled into one and we do we're on philosophy and ethics this term and what we did this week uh, sorry last week was why do people do bad things and we were discussing it and we were discussing the reason why people do bad things whether it's nature nurture blah 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 and we were pulling up all these examples and i just said to them i was like but don't you think it's funny you can't name one of Dharma's victims. Yeah. You can't name a victim from Yeah, you killing. don't remember the, the You don't remember the, the, the people that died. Yeah. You remember the, the killer. That ties in really well with one of my, one of my points, actually. Um, because Obviously, this film is fake, by the way. It's not based on yeah. true events or anything. It's completely fiction. But obviously, that doesn't mean we're not going to try and unwind it. And I, I think the the biggest mistakes that investigators make, and I think this is because we're, we're moral people with level heads, is assuming that there has to be a motive when mm. sometimes there isn't. Like because we're like there has to be a reason they're doing this, but but this it's never shown in the film. The what the um Wall Street Butcher never speak no well. Reason, yeah, ne- no. there is no reason to it. And that's where the investigators I think fall behind in the in the investigation and and trying to capture him because they're trying to piece together why is he doing this when 
the scariest thing of all is he just might enjoy doing it. There is no, yeah. he wasn't abused as a child. He didn't have abusive parents. He wasn't an orphan. He, do you know what I mean? He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't harassed or abused. He just likes doing it. And that's yeah. the scariest thing because that's, you can't, you can't picture someone who, you can picture people who've had traumatic upbringings or. You, if you've got a reason for it, it makes it less scary. Yeah, exactly. When the scariest bit of all is he just does it because he does. Like that, yeah. that's it. And that's where I think it ties in with your point where you're speaking to students about like, why, what's the motive, nature, nurture, like what is it? But sometimes there isn't any. Like, yeah. And that that's where, I think that's where the the minds between us and people who can do that type of thing, that's that's the barrier because we can't we can't just think about enjoying doing that, whereas mm. some people out there do. But then if you're going to track it really, really far back, surely for them to enjoy it, there has to be some sort of chemical imbalance. I'm not talking a, like a brain injury or anything like that, but there has to be an imbalance somewhere because when you've got a mass majority of people not wanting to do that and then you've got a minority of people who do there must be something is i get what you're saying but again i think this is the falling into the trap it humans are born with no rules the only, the only rules that we're told are rules by society which need to be followed mm -hmm. i like openly admit that the, like the rules are there for a reason but to some people like the, and especially throughout the film a lot of the times Especially with a child where he says, um, if I was a big bad wolf, there is nothing you can do about it. And the way he tortures Cheryl and these other these other women, it's a power play. He likes to he likes to yeah. feel like he's Yeah, he, he these these the help anyone around him helpless. It's it's everything is his decision. And is that just is that like an, a primal thing? Is it like a, I I'm in charge, like I'm the dominant figure, yeah. I'm the dominant person. Um I don't know, because again, the, and I think the film does right in not trying to include a backstory yeah, or definitely. a reason why. That's what makes it terrifying. Yeah. Right, so now we've had our 10 minute yeah. summary, which is a record for it's us. It's just a good talking good, point. It, it is a very good talking point. We'll get into it a little bit more. So, primarily, this is the story of the Water Street Butcher, but it focuses mainly on the story of Cheryl Dempsey's yes. kidnapping and her enslavement an entrapment while she's there but we do get to see like right from the beginning what who this killer talk yeah the build things up. like that the build up to it which i did like so the last the first thing we see is a car driving off in the night and pulling out a body out of the dirt and we've got no sort of information yeah. about it we've got no story behind it it's just a very startling opening scene because we don't know whether she's been this body's alive. Yeah. So, so for context, if you haven't seen the film, there's there's two um, like cinematographies or whatever mm. it is to it. There's the tapes, which you can obviously tell the tapes because they're lesser quality. You can just tell they've been done with a camcorder, and that and that they're made by the killer. You're watching the killer's tapes, mm. and then the other half of it is the interview side, and that's all there is to it. There's no, there's nothing. It's either no. on the tape or an yeah, interview. Yeah. There's no that's in between. It. Yeah. So. It starts with part one, the tapes, and the tapes reveal the clue that gave it away that it was a serial killer and that it was one guy was because of his tapes. Yeah. Like, there was no clue leading to that. They could they pieced it together and they're like, this could be one person. Yeah. But it, he owned, he left those behind. Yeah. He, he ev wanted to be found. Ev everything police and investigators found, he wanted them to find yeah. it when they found it. Because a lot of what he did to bypass... Um, the murder. Well, the bodies found being pieced to one person was, and the comment on it in the film that he 
would dismember bodies like torso, legs, arms, and then ditch them in different counties. And the film states different counties don't communicate. Yeah. And even when they do the it, yeah, and even when they do it, it'll be five years before they realise that it's one body or yeah. one killer. So there were two thousand four hundred hours worth of videos, and we see what we get an interview with one of the watchers who was responsible for watching all yes. the tapes. And he said that his wife one night must have watched one of the tapes, and it was a year before he, she let him touch her yeah. again. So like these tapes were extremely traumatic, and the, we, as you said before, we learned there was a lot of burial sites in different counties, and that made them almost impossible to catch yeah. because a body had turned up somewhere, and they'd say something, but then a body had turned up in another county, but they wouldn't make that link because. You can't just be a police officer and switch. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't be on duty in one county and then go into the other and be treated as a police officer. You're no longer yeah. a police officer, so you don't have the right to go investigating and go to crime scenes and stuff like that. It doesn't work. And there's a lot of facts in here, and I didn't know if it was true or not, and I should have googled it at the time, but I didn't. Between twenty-five and fifty active serial killers in the it US. It doesn't surprise me like that. Like that's crazy. Yeah, though. but that that it is crazy, but like I like I. Fully believe there could be, mm. but the, just the concept that th- this is happening. Yeah, it happens all around yeah. us. Like, I'd, I'd be curious to know if, like, I, right if, if, I, if I've ever been in the same room as a yeah. serial killer. Or even what past one yeah. and not even realised it. It'd be because, interesting to know. Yeah, you don't know. Maybe that could be a superpower. I was going to say, maybe that could be like a special we do. I was going to say, I'm all right. Like seven in a room with a serial killer. There's 50 people in one room. One of them's a serial killer. One, I'd want to know how we found out there was one. Is it like a Reddit forum? Like any Probably. I bet there were. Is it Scream Scream 2 where she's like, that's where I found Mickey? Like on a forum. But I bet the internet's the place you find them now. Like the dark web and stuff like that. Because it's all technology. And... We there's this thing about balloons. Yeah, which is never so. The, the one of the earlier tapes is this. I'm gonna say escort. I'm guessing she is because I don't. She's she's wearing um, bra and pants. She doesn't seem to be afraid yeah, to yeah, be there. Yeah, like she's, not, yeah she's not afraid to be there. She hasn't been kidnapped. She's chosen to be there, and he's giving her instructions as if like is paying her to do a job kind of thing and she's just bouncing on this big exercise ball balloon thing and yeah. wants it to pop but he's screaming at her to pop it yeah but that's never delved like i think it again like it's not it's never touched upon it's not like a hidden message or anything it's just a random clip see i've got on a slight thought about this nothing to do with the balloons as such because i don't know where that comes from um typically balloons quite a childhood sort of thing so we could maybe interlink it there but there's just not enough information yeah but i think this is one of the earliest tapes i presume but this was his starting point yeah and the thing is i see getting so getting pleasure from something has a tolerance you compare it to weed you've got a, a tolerance for weed and then if you keep taking it and you keep taking yeah, it, it builds you, up. yeah you're gradually building up and up and up so this guy started off just by ordering prostitutes presumably yeah. around and you know using that as his way in but eventually after you've seen prostitute after prostitute after prostitute and you've shouted at him and you've shouted at him and you've shouted at him and then you've gone no further it's not going to have the same effect anymore yeah so it, it could explain the reason why because it at the end of the film, a lot of his victims are prostitutes, mm-hmm. escorts, however you want to say it. Um, but sex the, the, workers, yeah, sex workers, yes. And the little the, the little girl that we kidnapped is so. This might be far fetched. I might be making stories apart of thin air. But 
It goes from ordering escorts or picking them up. Very easy. Anyone can do it. They're working illegally, so they, they kind of don't have a leg to stand on legal, mm. like legal wise. That the, the, there's no protection for them. There's no safety. So it's easy pickings. It's easy hunting. Then he goes and kidnaps a little girl off her own front garden. A bit riskier, like a bit in, in broad daylight, a yeah. bit more to, at risk. Then he enters a home and and takes a home where. Do they, you think he's sort of trying things I, I, out? I think yeah. I think I think people like that. Um, they want to. They, they almost want to see how far they can really take it. Like once, like you said, once you start, once he does that and he, he got away with it and he's done it a few times, I might think this is getting boring now. Like it's easy. He might mm-hmm. think right. I'm gonna do it in broad day. Like, he wants a risk of getting caught. He, want, he it's almost like a brag. Like yeah. I can do it whenever, wherever, however, and that's why he starts pushing himself to all these new ways. The thing is. It's sort of like he goes from one extreme to the other. So, in fact, not really, not really an extreme because there's serial killers for many, many years dating back to the 1800s that I can think of with Jack the Ripper who preyed on sex workers and prostitutes. So he's gone from that to an innocent child and that's a really, really big leap. And I don't want to try and, like, put a level on how and put a... I don't know, a, a hierarchy on what was worse than the other. But I don't. I think kidnapping and raping and murdering a child is, like, I don't want to say worse because it's not, because it's, like, horrific either time. But no, I get, it's I get what, shocking. Yeah, it's I get, more I get, shocking I get what you're saying. than um, a teenage girl. The, 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 the problem is with, with the sex workers. I'd imagine, um, bearing in mind, I don't know when this film, I think it was 2000s this film came mm. out. Um, I know things are different in today's day and age, but back then, if you was to think of a sex worker, you'd you'd think of um, probably no family, like um, like drink or drugs. Like back then, that's that's what there was thought of th- these types. Oh yeah, of, it's the, the stereotype. The, the, yeah, the women who stand on yeah. street corners. So in his mind, no one cares about them. Like no one cares if they go missing. But if a little innocent girl off a front garden in a what looked like a resi- a nice residential neighbourhood goes missing, all of a sudden, bang, that's front pages everywhere. Yeah. Everyone knows, everyone's out searching. So maybe that's what he thought. Um, because throughout the film, you always get the impression that he wants people to know, he wants a police mm. to chase him because he knows he can outsmart them. So maybe this was a way, right, this will get their attention. Do you, know what, do you yeah. get what I'm saying? And just to clarify, just to double, triple clarify, like a, a sex worker dying and a child dying it's equally as horrific. Like, a life is a life yeah. at the end of the day. Like, I'm not trying to make one Morally, yes, but we all know one but, would make the news and one wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, that, this that's is the, the thing, isn't it? it? Yeah. That's the reality of it. So, it just seems from going to one extreme to the other, but yeah. So, we go to part two, First Blood, and there's a guy creepily talking to a little girl. We later know that as the Water Street Butcher, and he kidnaps her and kills her. And the... Nine 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 call, well nine one one call over there, I suppose, is recorded, and he he says basically we have to wait twenty four hours, hours yeah. for it to be a even though he's person. bored because he hits her with a camcorder, yeah. doesn't he? And that's it. And there's nothing, there's nothing that really can be done about that. It, she's just gone, and yeah. she, we learn she's died. And then it goes on to part three, getting better. So I don't know whether this is sort of like becoming more organised, but I think I thought that this killer. This killer's organisation was in his disorganisation, but it was deliberate disorganisation. Yeah, he, he threw him so many yeah. bones and just led him in so many different directions. It was impossible to catch. So he meets a couple and he's, 
gets in the car because he says he's having car trouble. He just dropped me off at the gas station yeah. and things like that. And he ends up smacking the guy in the head and they end up crashing. The wife gets chloroformed. Is it chloroform? I'm not sure. It is chloroform. I always get really confused between chlorophyll and chloroform. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I think one of them is something to do with cells. But I, I think it's chloroform. I don't know. Chloroform. We're going chloroform. I'll put name to it. And he, uh, the, the woman is called Jeanette and when she wakes up, it it's just, you can just hear the wake up. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, whispering don't do it for me. We talked about this in the previous yeah. episode. Whispering stresses me out, and we find out from the news that the husband, well, the, the, boy, boyfriend's, the boyfriend's head, head was, was decapitated, and then his head was put like in put in her stomach. Yeah. Uh, so that this is the first time in the film where, because obviously he's already killed the child at this point, yeah. but you don't realize how. Don't get me wrong, killing's killing, but. There's a difference, like, between, there's a difference between killing and ditching and then perform, performing surgeries on yeah. on people. And the girl's still alive at this point as well. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And the thing is, because it's camcorder, it's blurry footage. You can make it out, but you can't see the ins and outs of it, which I think is why the film... Because, oh God, if that was good quality, surely that would have never been allowed to have been aired. Like, some of the stuff you see. Oh, yeah. You see him dismembering, like, but because it's camcorder footage, yeah. it's, you can't Get away quite, with it. Yeah, you can't quite see it. And then we learn about Elizabeth Jackson. Her head was cut off and her legs and she was dropped in different counties and that supports the idea. So that was the build-up of this Water Street Butcher. And then we get on to part four, Cheryl Dempsey. So we learn that this killer had been watching her for some time and he was so clever, like using the radio transistor to pick up her calls. And it was just so sinister that do you ever get a feeling something's going to happen? However... I'm not sure if that point was a part of mocking the documentary aspect of it because it just seemed a bit cliche the way she was like, oh, just a few days before Cheryl went missing, she said to me, does it ever feel like someone's watching you? I don't know, I just didn't... You're probably right in it that genuinely did happen, but I just thought, is that... Because, you know, when when something bad happens to a person, everyone knows this, everyone's experienced it, all of a sudden there was the most popular person in the world Mm. and everyone has these stories about how things were weird. And I didn't know if that was kind of mocking the idea of it. Well, no, because there's a phone call as well that goes on with it. She does it, like, there's the, the interview with the friend. Yeah. But then he, you, there's a video of him um, tweaking into the radio transistor. Yeah. And she says, do you, do oh, you ever feel like something's going that. to happen? And she's, but a reason it is, and she does provide a reason for it. She's like, you know, things have just been so good recently. Like, it can't be this good forever. Yeah. And I feel like I'm walking on eggshells sort of thing. And that's such a totally real thing to do. Like, you know, we've had a lot of shit go on. Like, everybody's had a lot of shit go on. But, like, we've had a lot of shit go on. And so when things when things are good, I ought to, I don't know about you, but I ought to Yeah, you, you have your guard up, don't you, thinking what's coming around the corner. Right, I, I'm, yeah. I'm walking. It feels like I'm walking out onto a diving board blindfolded and I don't know where the fall is. Yeah. So it's it sort of tiptoeing across all the time. That's a horrible way to live and it's a horrible example. But she does the exact same and it, it did feel very real to me. Um, he sneaks into a house, takes the knife. I thought you'd appreciate this because it was very Michael Myers. Did you also notice that he opened the door with a knife to avoid fingerprints? No, I didn't. Mm. Well, I don't know if that's why I did it, but on one of the clips he opens the door with a knife and I thought, is he doing that so he doesn't leave any fingerprints? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's quite clever. And she's in the shower and she's talking to another guy who comes into the house and I presume they live together. 
I don't think they are. I think her parents are away. And and, oh, he's over for the weekend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember. And she asks him to... Because he takes her underwear and then he also ends up because the guy comes in. Yeah, so he's, he he's in the literally, bathroom with her. Yeah, he's literally in the bathroom with her when a boyfriend this comes in. This is why I fucking hate shower curtains. Yeah. Between this and Psycho... Have you, you got, got a curtain or have you got a screen? No, I fucking don't. Yeah. I have a screen that you can see through at all times. So the boyfriend's like, it's quite a um, nail-biting scene because the killer's in the bathroom. It's so He's taken her clothes. The boyfriend comes back into the bedroom. It's like an ensuite bathroom. That is just an ensuite, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. An ensuite. It's all right. So he pokes his head through the bedroom and he's like, oh, what ice cream do you want? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. And then she hears the killer in the bathroom but thinks it's the boyfriend playing mm-hmm. a prank. And he's like, pass me the towel. Come on, I know you're there. So he passes her the towel. And by the way, the mask he wears in, these, in this film, or the mask in this it's film, so are fucking terrifying. It's so creepy. Yeah. And he, uh, then he sets a camera up and he gets in that closet and hides. And you're watching this. Oh, my you're, toe. You're, you're watching my, oh. the, the, the boyfriend and the girl and uh, Cheryl are on the bed and he's literally in the closet in the corner. And we know he's there. They don't. Yeah. And you're just waiting for him to pounce at you. But he doesn't. He bides his time, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He sits and he waits. So then it cuts to the later evening and they're both asleep downstairs and they both sit up and stretch and blah, blah, blah. And the Wall Street Butcher ends up killing the boyfriend. By the way, this, yeah, when he kills a boyfriend, I really like the use of the reflection in the window because it's really dark in the house. He turns the light on and then you can see his mask in the reflection of the window. Terrifying. And then he starts chasing uh, Cheryl around the house. Holy fuck, that house was pitch black. It's huge. And imagine just seeing this tall guy in a play doctor nah. mask just butcher your boyfriend nah. and then you're there in pitch black. Because she PJs. just runs. She, she a, looks a, and she's like, th- This shit. is why this film stands out because it's st- the tapes are so terrifyingly real. The way that there's no like stupid decisions. Oh, I'm going to run upstairs instead of out the house. It just feels so brutally honest. Doesn't yeah, it, it does. It I, I even, you know, the fact that when he turns around and sees Cheryl there, she doesn't run straight away. Yeah, because she's, she's in physically, absolute she's, shock. She's, yeah. yeah, completely frozen. And then she runs. But he manages to catch her and you just see him in the shadows beating her because you, you can see it reflected off the wall. Yeah. And that's sort of the last thing that we hear from Cheryl for the moment. The next time we get a clip, it is her tied up in a really uncomfortable bondage position and he's wearing a plague mask and he pretty much he's he's working on operant conditioning and it's where if they don't do what you want them to do you give them a punishment yeah so that this is again a part in the film well from here on out it gets worse and worse in terms of the brutality of it he his, his objective now is to to break her physically and mentally torture her that much that it it breaks her it's it, she's she loses her mind yeah, she's not she's the same gone. person anymore yeah and he pretty much beats her until she says her name's slave yeah and it, you can see it's nice it's it's not nice but it's good that you can see it happening because like a couple of times she, he's like what's your name and she's like cheryl and she keeps saying it and she keeps saying it and he kicks her he must break her ribs yeah. he must do something because that's so uncomfortable but eventually she says slave to sort of appease him and yeah. that's where the starting point is there and he she, you know it's so heartbreaking she's like i want my mom 
and he's he's like he's drowning her and saying lifting her head up saying I killed your parents tell me you're happy that I killed your parents yeah and, and we obviously know that's not true it. but you've got to think Cheryl she has no idea in a house alone it's in a boy it's not like she thinks this guy's bluffing he, he killed a boyfriend yeah and by the way the, what he did to a boyfriend's body that they tell you in the uh, interviews Ugh. He cut him from groin to chin. Yeah. Um, anus to chin. Anus to chin. Took all his intestines out and hung him around like Christmas lights. Like, yeah. it, it was brutal. Put so, his dick in the drawer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drawer. Chopped his cock and balls off and put them in the sock drawer and shoved animal feces in his mouth. Yeah. Like, Cheryl knows this guy's not fucking playing. So, in her mind, not only is she in this predicament, but she now also believes that her... Um, her family has been killed as well. So you imagine the thoughts going through your head at this point. And he also blames her for him killing people. He says, yeah. you're the reason for it. And so there's that sort of infliction on her mind as well. And it's it's interesting because in quite a few of the tapes, he's dressed quite theatrical. He's wearing theatre masks and capes mm. and top hats. It's, it's strange. It's that, a show. He's putting that, on a show. Yeah, that kind of gives you the idea that, not, not to be stereotypical, but you wouldn't imagine... Someone with a poor upbringing or not um, living on the, on the bones of his ass to be in, into theatre. Do you know what I mean? It, that's quite a, an upper class thing, th- it, stereotypically theatre. Yeah. So it, again, it's mixing all these profiles, and even even now discussing it, we can't we can't pin anything on him because he's organised and he's disorganised and he's he's clever and he's stupid. Like he just you can't put a profile to this guy. Well, with. Um, within the 1800s with Jack the Ripper, they assumed he was a surgeon because obviously education was yeah. not rife at that time. And he was so, so precise in his cuttings and his surgery and how he murdered these women and how he evaded the yeah. police every single time. But they had, you know, they were like, this guy is probably a middle class guy. Yeah. He's, he's probably got a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of education to be able to do something like this. Something to put into context that I forgot to say, um, on the hitchhiking tape where he killed that boyfriend and then took the girlfriend back, the investigators are talking through it on the interview and they found footage of him at a gas station, security footage, and he uses sign language to the camera to say the red house, which is where they found the bodies in the end. Mm. But he made he made them signs to the camera before he'd even met that couple. Like, yeah. It's fucking insane, like, the planning that went into it. Yeah, definitely. None of it was by accident. Now, this, I think, you know what? Out of everything he does, this bit, like, shocked me the most. Going back to the house and then speaking to the mother and saying, if there's anything I can do. And And she she looks at him, she just knows... And he laughs. He starts it's laughing laugh. and then runs off and gets back in his car. Like he's he's gone to like obviously the mother's going on national news saying please give her give her back yeah. please help people help us find her, and then he records on his tape going up to her standing right opposite her and just going, oh let me know if there's anything I can do to help and starts laughing and you can see it in the mother's eyes she yeah, knows that she's staring it she knows that she's staring at the guy who's got his daughter or killed or in possession of her daughter, and it, this is what see. This is what I I like in terms of it's the same event like it, like with um, bank robbery films or heist films. You know when people the the like the the that ahead of time and that that ten they steps ahead. To do it. They, they like to toy with the victims. They yeah. like to take the piss. It's not like they're in hiding, like trying to, no one to ever see him. He's literally walking up to the mother and and laughing and saying, "Let me know mm-hmm. if I can help." Can you imagine being that mother and like knowing that that was the man that had your girl? She said she was. She'll never forgive herself because yeah. she knew it was him, but she was scared, so she didn't do anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that the the killer's just got some serious 
brass balls on him to, to do stuff like that. And then he makes her, he makes Cheryl wear the costume and the mask. And I think that's part of breaking down her identity and taking away her identity. Yeah. Like constantly wearing a mask. The mask is almost doll esque. It's yeah. like it's like She's a blank. It's like a full head mask of skin. Like it's at first I thought, fucking hell, is this human skin? But I don't think it was. Yeah, but it was just a doll um, mask. But yeah, it, it was emotionless. You couldn't see her eyes properly in it. It was I could never wear a mask like that anyway. It's just, no, it's creepy. Yeah, but it was fucking terrible. And all she does is repeat over and over again, you're the master and it's a, it pleases me to serve you. I do apologise, by the way. You're probably hearing the delightful crunching yeah. of Bella. Cheers, Bella. Did you not eat enough today? I bet she's been sat there all like all Waiting. ever since she's been fed. Like I'm not hungry. As soon as we hit record, so, I think, think, think I'd go have some crunchy biscuits. <laughs> she's gone off now. She feels so conscious. She's got a fucking shout out. Look, she's walking like the cock of the walk. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, so back on it. She then goes straight to part five, and that's a change of mo, and he's called the Water Street Butcher. So that's what the newspapers start calling him that's what the tv starts calling him and that must give such like an inflated sense of self and ego yeah and it must just encourage him further and he ends up bringing another girl and cheryl refuses to help her she's like this girl's like trying to get out and like, help help. she's like he won't like it yeah yeah she she's too afraid to do anything and he makes cheryl slit her throat this is the part where you you know that he is fully in control of it. Oh now. yeah, like for because Cheryl is your your average teenager, um, just a girl, a girly girl. Like, yeah. so for her to not even hesitate, like, so she, the the um, the other girls like trying to escape or making a nuisance, and then uh, the Water Street Butcher goes to Cheryl and says, "This is your fault, and this is your punishment," and passes her a knife. And the fact that she decided to use that knife on her. Rather, rather than, than him because he's got no protection he's stood no. there and she's got a, a kitchen knife in her hand anyone in the right frame of mind who's thinking about escaping would instantly swing for the throat yeah. or, the, or the torso or anything but, he knows. but she doesn't He gets, she goes and slits this random woman's throat asking for help so the, the, the this this point in the film you know Cheryl's done yeah. like she she is the slave and he yeah. is the master it's done now like there's no reversing that yeah definitely and then the next bit we see is these Girl Scouts. Oh god. oh god, this was so tense. I was like, I couldn't remember this scene. I was like, I knew, I knew there were two Girl Scouts, and I was like, please do not go down to that fucking basement. Yeah, do not go down to that door fucking and basement. Two young girls, and you're just like, oh hell no, like please don't. So he sells himself as a policeman because these girls do sort of try and follow the stranger danger code. The sort yeah. of like, we're not allowed to talk to strangers. We're not allowed to come inside. And he's like, no, that's a really good idea. There's a lot of weirdos about, but I'm a policeman, so you don't have to worry. And that settles one of them a little bit more. I think the other one's still a bit reluctant. Yeah. So they go in and he offers them a drink of Coke and they're having a discussion and they, they can hear shrieking and screaming down in the basement. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I left my TV on downstairs. And you can see this, I think it's the girl with dark hair. Catching on. Is catching on and she's like, I want to leave. And he's like, oh no, you can come... You know, I've got it because he says I have a raccoon as well that yeah. keeps visiting. And she's like, "There's no raccoons here," and he's like, "Oh no, do you want to come see it?" And one of them says yes, and the other one says, "No, I want to leave." Saved both the lives. Yeah, and it saved both the lives. And as I say, he just at this point now, he's just forcing Cheryl to be some sort of. But a he, but it wasn't in the basement. Cheryl was in the table, wasn't she? Yeah. So he, the table that they're all sat around, the girls leave. He opens it up, and Cheryl's in the table, like, yeah, just being trapped there. Trapped there. So the next bit we get to the fake um, 
well, the red herring, I suppose. Yeah. So it gets found that Jim Foley, who was one of the interviewer's police partners, was found to have bloodstains and jewellery from victims, and he had no alibi, and he was in all of the counties that night. Now, this is where it gets not, super clever. Not only bloodstains, um, sperm was found on four of the victims yeah. that matched up with his, Yeah. Um, which at the time you think, because I remember the first time watching, thinking, "Fucking oh, hell, they got, got him!" him. Yeah. yeah, because like you said, there's the blood, there's the the jewelry. Uh, yeah, there's the sperm. The, there's everything that that matches up to him. And I did think, "Fucking hell, they've got him!" And then even in the in the tapes at the trials, he looks guilty. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He, argue. Fight, he, just, he just looks like whatever. Like you've got me. But that's because there's a man in there who knows he's innocent and he knows he's going to get killed for this. It yeah. is like his lawyer was trying to say, take the plea bargain, like the, 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 you might not get executed. And he just says like, I'll sack you and I'll defend myself. I'm not taking a plea bargain because he didn't want to accept blame for something yeah. that he hasn't done. But he must have known the evidence is so highly stacked against him. That he would be found guilty. But the thing is, the, the Water Street Butcher, how he did this, because like you said, this is where it gets clever. He had no alibis for the killings. The the killings didn't all happen in Poughkeepsie, somewhere in Philadelphia, yeah. I think. And at that time, the officer was in those locations. Mm-hmm. Um, the officer had a history of prostitution, sleeping with yeah. escorts. So he must have done his research. I mean, even on a first-time watch, you're sitting there thinking, yeah, that adds up, yeah, that adds up, yeah, that adds up. But then it just throws you, because then it starts talking about um, there was a map sent and there was a body there. And it said you missed one. He was executed, by yeah, the way. Yeah, sorry, he oh, was and, executed. And the, the the thing, one of the things that creeped me out was like, step one, that the injection has the been... The phase is complete. You can hear the audio from, yeah, phase complete, phase one complete. The injection has been administered or whatever. It's, and that, it's that was eerie in itself. It's a real yeah, decent it was like shot at execution. Out. And then it's the interview, his son, who actually at the trial when he was found guilty, was crying, saying, yes, he, it was him, but he's my dad. Like, he needs to be punished, but he's still my dad. Yeah. Even his own son Believe thought that it. he was the one who did it. That's how clever the, the Wall Street Butcher is. And I'm, I'm literally, like, although it's a fictional killing, I'm doing what, what I've said at the start. I'm, You're an I'm, armchair detective, yeah, yeah, don't and you? And become... Yeah, and I'm... It's, like, admirable, like, how in-depth he's gone. He, the, the reckon that the way he got... The um, the sperm was he went to a, fer- a fertility clinic yeah. that he went to four years ago, or he could have easily just paid a prostitute to keep the condom or something yeah. like this. So, but the fact that he went this in depth over it, it was it's insane. And I just thought, like, absolutely hats off to whoever thought using nine eleven as a cover yes. up. So the reason why we nobody heard about this story, the reason why nobody heard about this injustice was yeah. because nine eleven happened at the same time. So what would have been front page news about this uh, Jim James Foley or Jim Foley, whatever he was James. known as, this James Foley, which would have been front page news. Everyone you know, heard about kid, the trial yeah. and heard the verdict that he was guilty. So in everyone's mind, it's that still, is a Wall yeah. Street butcher. Then three days later, is proved innocent, but 9-11 happened. So, so he just was pushed, pushed right down. And, and the son, the interview, you can see how distraught he is. Because even today when he speaks to people and he goes, oh, relate to the Wall Street butcher. And he's like, he, he was proven innocent. And then yeah. they realise, oh my God, he actually is. Yeah. But no one believes him because it didn't make mainstream news. Well, it did, but 9-11 took priority. Yeah. So I think out of all the kidnappings, out of all the murders, even after what he does to Cheryl, this is I think this is the hardest one to watch for me. And he picks a girl up after she's had car trouble and she makes the assumption that he's a police officer. And he does sort of look like a police officer's car because it's got like the, the like, bar, gr- gr- bar gr- in at the back. Yeah, and stuff like that. And 
you know, she says, he says, oh, I'll drop you off here and then we'll sort it out. But he's driving past and you can just see. And whoever acted, I don't know who was the actress, but she was incredible in how it just, she did all it. All of them feel real. Yeah. All the tapes feel legit. But you can just see like the gradual panic. It's when, it's, when, it's when he says to her, um, why did you call me Why did you call me officer? And she's like, and he's like, I'm not an officer. And she goes, well, I then. And he goes, a butcher. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then he, open- he mentions the Water Street butcher, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he openly says to her, he says, look, I'm going to rape you. He says, if you don't struggle, I won't kill you. And yeah. then she says, all right, I'll let you. And then the line where he says, to be honest, I don't think either of us are going to want you alive with the things I'm about to do to you. Yeah. Like, imagine just being in this tight space in a car with this random stranger and you hear those words like you just know you're fucking doomed and we know she's been through a struggle because then she's she ends up tied up and it's a really close point of the camera so you can see like half her face now this is the bit I really don't want to talk about but we're going to have to talk about it uh, her mouth has been taped taped up with with clear tape which is not important to the film but the the, the kill is fucking brutal so it's just her for a moment and then you can hear the door open and she starts whimpering because she's scared because she can hear what's going on, but she can't see anything. And this is the point. She can't see anything. He can. Well, maybe she can because, and I think she can, because with them type of camcorders, you can flip the thing around. And I think he'd want to make sure that he could get everything in shot. So I think the camera, the 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 screen that displays what you're seeing would have been flipped around. Ah, see, I she, don't know. Because she starts screaming as soon as he comes into the room and like... The closer he gets, the more she's screaming. So I think she can see him. Ah, see, I thought he'd robbed her of sight. And so she, like, she can just hear him getting closer. Well, it could be either. There's no there's no. Yeah, proof, we don't know yeah. either way. But anyway, he comes walking in on all fours. Now, he's not walking backwards, but that does it does give you the impression he is. He's actually just walking on all fours. He, he's, and he's got a mask on the top yeah. of his head and a mask over his face. And he's wearing, like, a black bodysuit so you can't you can't, can't tell you can't differentiate between front and back you can't see but he is he's walking on all fours towards it and it's so fucking creepy it's just so it's worse than the exorcist yeah it's it, the, the way it, it's so oh, you can't even put into words how like that oh, it'd be bad enough being in that situation if i'm in that situation i'm thinking right i'm literally about to die like terrified, and then this motherfucker comes because cr- because of, of the black moss suit, you can't see front or back. Yeah, it almost looks like he's back crawling, like it crab looks crawling. demonic. And like you said, he's got a mask on his head, so he's looking down with his plague mask. So the top of his head looks like a, a face, and it's it's just fucking awful. It is very creepy, and he gets up really close to her, and he's like right next to her ear, and he just holds up these. Need like the blades, yeah. They're, they're on like his they fingers. look like thick needles, but yeah. It doesn't look like there's a syringe or anything, so no. it's not like he's injecting anything into it. And he just pushes right into a jugular. And this is why I mentioned the clear tape because you can see a choking on her own blood because, yeah, it's, clear. it's vile. It's, this is what I was saying at the start of the film that this film stays away from looking Hollywood, if you get what I'm saying. Like, there's no like insane, like action or death or chase scenes it's just it's brutal sinister. yeah it's, it's... It, it literally feels like it could be real yeah and that's the scary scary thing about it yeah definitely and so they assumed cheryl was dead this is the next thing but she was found the doctor said he'd never seen a body who, that had endured so much torture so it was things like electric shocks to the genitals broken bones cuts bruising malnourishment 
And what they found out was she wasn't actually getting any better in hospital. She was getting worse. But they'd, when the backs were turned, she was harming herself. She was torturing herself because she missed a master. Yeah, the the line they use is she didn't know how to exist without pain. Yeah. Um, and it, when the um, when the doctor's listing off all these terrible things, like you're, you're listening to them and you're thinking, oh, God, like... Like you said, teeth removed with pliers, like Ooh, like no. burns, and you think, God, this sort. And then he goes, and then stuff that's too um, graphic, to too talk graphic about. to talk about. So you think, fuck me, if that's the things that you he can, can talk, talk about. about, yeah, yeah. So they get an interview with Cheryl, and she's an absolute shell of who she once was. Like you can just see it in her face. She's just not. She's she, not she, there. The interviewers are asking her questions, and she's saying. And I also think this is part of the mockery of the document documentary because why the fuck would you be? She was trapped for eight yeah. years. The 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 absolute disrespect to even ask someone who's been through that to speak about it in an interview, but people people will do that. Yeah. Media will do that, and this is this is where I think again that, and at, and at one point she goes to you, you can only see her from like the oh. chest up, and she goes to itch her head and she's amputated like she's got no no, got no forearm, yeah. it's amputated at, at the top of the arm. Yeah, and she she's in the interview. She's saying like, I don't know what what do you want me to say? What like to say? She's so, she doesn't she's, know how to. Yeah, she's speak so she's herself. so used to not being allowed to have an opinion. She said she said she does what she's told. Yeah, and then she even says like, I love him. Like he's and my master. He, and she said he loved me. He didn't mean to leave me. Someday he's going to come back. Yeah, and then she committed suicide. Well. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. She, Aren't you? I think you've got to say, like... She took her own life. She, I think there's a lot... You have to say, like, she unli- unalived herself. No, I'm saying she like committed that. suicide. She yeah. killed herself. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not no. pussyfooting around I'm just it. saying yeah. that. Yeah, I know you are not, but I'm, I'm not so. bothered about being politically correct for someone taking their own life. And in the letter, it de- she declared a love, like, her undying love for a master. And then we learn that it cuts to the beginning of the film... Because he was the one that stole a body. Yeah, took her, took her from the grave. Yeah, because I think Cheryl is the only surviving um, victim from the Water Street butcher. He must have had a soft spot for her. He, he must, must have. have. Well, he kept what, her alive. No, he kept her alive. And then at first, I thought, it, without the burying scene, uh, well, the digging up the grave, you'd you'd question whether was that to torture a family even more because this guy. That, that um, James Foley's family, their lives are ruined. ruined. And he never did a thing wrong. And he didn't even have to touch any of them. He, yeah. did, he did that all through the justice system. So this guy, you'd think this guy just loves to fuck people's lives up, whether he knows them or meets them or what. Yeah. So at first you'd think, oh, is it to, is it to tease the family that bit more? Say, so, no, you can have a bad look at the state of her. But the fact that he digs her up, I think he had a soft spot for her. Yeah, I, th- I think I he agree. did love her. In it, well, no, not love her, but he had this attachment to her. No, I think no, I think you're right in what you were saying. Like he loved her, but it, our concept of love is completely different from his concept. Yeah, of yeah, love. you're right. Yeah, you are. You are right in what you're saying. But we learn also that there were 27, 27. tapes missing. But and there's it, a sequel. There's like three sequels. Is there? Apparently. Are you sure? I swear to God. I, it said when I was looking at trivia facts, it was like it, the sequels gradually went downhill, and. But that's what I learned, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know there was more than one." If there is, I know what I'm watching tonight. Apparently, the shit. I don't think there no, is one. No, there isn't. Then why did it say that? Oh, it's stressing me out now. Yeah, I didn't think there was one. Oh, weird. It did say pal keeps ticks, but then in the trivia it said 
started out well with the first one, really harrowing. The sequels after that were awful. So I was like, oh, with, with the sequels. But yeah, the, I think again, there's one final um, stab at the um, the mock, the documentary aspect of it because the guy who said that is the guy who had to sit and watch all the tapes at the start of the film is like, like you can he's making out like it ruined him, like it, which. To any normal person, it would watching mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's that's obviously real life. It's real people. But then he goes, "What was on them tapes?" Like you can tell he'd love to watch them, which goes to yeah. show that you, people only say all this. But it's literally to put it into a nutshell: people bullshit and say he's uh, vile, disgusting, in, inhumane, which are correct things to say. Mm. But everyone's intrigued. Everyone's interested, and but no one wants to admit that guy doesn't want to admit. I want to see yeah. what was on them. Well, tapes. you look. At, look TikTok and when it's like this is too disturbing to see don't search for this the first thing you fucking do is search for it because you're like oh and the investigators who were like when you're the the woman you mentioned earlier when she's like it's almost admirable or whatever it is Mm. she says and then he's like oh you say and then she backtracks yeah yeah she backtracks but like it is like the things it's impressive in a bad way yeah in a horrible horrible way that should never happen it is interesting and it is he's just he's He's got skills in what he does. He, he, he's got a skill set in evading, mm. like, dismembering all these things. Yeah, definitely. And that is the end of the Pukeepsie tapes. So, budget. I'm going to go with 250,000. 15,000. Oh, fucking hell. Box office. Hey, I was, I was 5 million either way. That counts as one. Kind of. <laughs> It should be a percentage, surely, but we're not going to sit here and work out a percentage. I've not, I've not got that one. I'm well off. Okay. Box office. Box office. This didn't go in the cinema, did it? Uh, I believe so. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Fuck it. It's got a, it's got a box office. 334,000. 193.4 million. What? Shit you not. Fucking hell! How has it, it not been a sequel? Well, maybe because of because I'm sure this was banned in some countries. Yeah, it was. Maybe for, that's for maybe that's why, just because of how brutal it is. Yeah, it made a shitload Jesus. of money back. So it was shot in 15 days. Cheryl's amputated hand was made using green screen and a glove. Nice. So that's how they got the effect, and they blurred it slightly so it didn't look so yeah like cut essentially. There's a factual error when the little girl goes missing and the 911 operator is on the line. She states that a person is not missing until it's been 24 hours. This isn't true. Please do not wait 24 hours, especially not when it's a child. The first 48 hours are crucial. So I think that is like a film thing. Though, yeah. Most films say, oh, not, not till 24 hours have passed. And that is all I could find on it. I couldn't. I checked I'm not surprised. so many it, websites. It very much is a cultist film. Yeah. It's, um, like this is why I said last week when I, or the week before when I picked this film, it's one of them ones where I wouldn't I wouldn't rec- I wouldn't say to Shah you should watch this film. Yeah. This film, you've got to really be into your true true crime slash horror to be to, to enjoy this film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. So my would you rather? I've got two. Ooh. That are not would you rather? Unorthodox. Yeah, I know. Just breaking the mold. If you could interview a serial killer, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Ooh, hmm, great question. Like, the obvious one, but you wouldn't call him a serial killer, would be Hitler, but because mm. the mass killing of yeah. Jews, like... Yeah, but, I suppose. But you won't... It, Hitler is not a... He killed many people, but he's not a serial killer. That's a title for, like, a someone who... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's, that's... Um, 
what what's it called? I should know the word. Killing on a mass scale. Can't remember what it's called. Genocide. Genocide. That's it. It's more genocide than serial killer. Um. See. I don't know. I don't know my serial killers well enough because there's loads of tapes of interviews of serial killers and questions that I'd probably ask the same. But the one, the one that I probably is such a poor answer. But the one that I probably would want to interview the most is Dharma, just because I've seen the documentaries on it. Yeah. So it's the one that I uh, know the most about that I could ask. Yeah. Um, and I think Dharma's got an interesting backstory, like it, his his upbringing and stuff. Why? What about you? Have you got one? I think, I mean, in no way, shape or form do I want to give any... In fact, can I change my answer? Yeah. Ted Bundy, just because I want to see how charming he really is. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good answer to her. I, I don't want to give this woman any recognition because, I honestly, I don't think I could sit in a room with her without wanting to punch her in the face. But I would love to interview either Rose West or Moira Hindley. I'm going to reverse a question on you. Fictional serial killer. Um. I should have kept that for my question. You should have done. It's done now. Well, should we should we think about it? Yeah, let me think yeah, about okay. it. We'll, we'll answer it next time. Yeah, okay. Okay, and my part B, do you think you could watch real tapes like that for a profession? Yes. And I, that, that, this isn't a flex, but I am... There might be people out there who are seeing some really bad stuff um, and think that I sound like an idiot. But personally, I've... Through group chats and social media, I've seen some really horrible stuff. A lot of stuff which people have turned off straight away. And it's not a brag. It's probably fucked up mentally that I can do it. But I've never once watched a video and had to turn away. And I've never once... I've never watched a video and felt affected by it after. Maybe for like 10 minutes, I'll sit there and think, Jesus Christ, what have I just watched? Mm. But then I forget about it. I'll never think about it again. So I feel like I could do that as a job, yeah. I feel like I'm quite good at distancing myself. Whereas I feel like you'd... If you say if them tapes were real and it was your job to look through it, you'd look at you wouldn't see it as a case, you'd see it as Cheryl Dempsey. Whereas I'd see it as a, yeah. an investigation. Like I wouldn't attach I couldn't myself do to, it. Yeah, whereas I feel like I probably I probably could. Because it doesn't I can what I could watch it, but then for hours afterwards it'd be it'd play on my mind. A really good point in the film, um that I took note of, and it did actually make me think a little bit when the FBI so at one point in the documentary, there's like a, an FBI school where there's some students and a teacher mm. and he's showing the Pooh Keeps tape saying, you need to, I'm going to show you one tape and you need to ask yourself, is this really what you want to do for a living? Because yeah. it, it's fine if it isn't, but this stuff is bad. And he says the hardest bit is is not being able to, is being able to leave your work at work. And because you're right, because if, if I worked in that job and I had a little daughter and I had to watch tape of a little daughter being, a little girl being abducted from her own front garden five feet away from the front door where her parents are both in. Could I then go outside? Could I then go home and let my daughter play out in the front garden? Probably yeah. not, but then that's unfair on her. You can't shield them from the world. Like you can, yeah. There's definitely measures you take to protect your children, but they've got to live the life kind of thing. And I think that would be the hardest bit is... Like, Realising like, not every like single for, person For example, is. would I let Sha walk home on her own after watching them tapes? Like, probably not. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you can't do that. You can't suffocate people because of the things you've seen, the extremes that you've seen. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting talking point. Like, that got me thinking in the film, like, imagine how difficult it is for them people who see these grotesque acts yeah. every day and then have to go home and live a normal life. I mean, I work, I work in a school and it's, you know, I've never, I've, I've heard some stuff, but I've never heard anything like that 
I would re- would require therapy 20 years later yeah. sort of thing. But, you know, when, when students tell you stuff, I'll, I'll be laid upstairs in bed at night thinking about it. And I'll, like, if somebody told me something on a Friday... And I'd be laid there thinking about it yeah. all weekend. See, I, I can, I can drop. Stuff. See, I can't, and I'm, you know, it, it plays on my mind, and so I don't think I could do it in that extremity. So, what film have you selected for? I haven't. You haven't. Mm. Well, the good thing, it well, not good, but the lucky thing about that is Charlotte's got a lot of work coming up, so we're going to have a two-week break, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'll get Chaz because she runs the socials to put on our story the film that she's decided to watch for our returning episode Yeah, well, two weeks from today. It's not going to be a film because my Oh, yeah, a it's a spin-off. Spin oh, so, oh, so you can save it till the next podcast then. Yeah, so my spin-off... Is, is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Did we not call yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My spin-off for when we get back. So in two weeks' time. So we will be back on the 20th of March. That is when we will be due back. And that, yeah, that's right. Is that right? 20th of March. Two weeks from today is not the 20th of March. No, it's the 13th of March. We will be back on the 13th of March and we will be doing a quick review and a quick update and a quick chat about the new screen because we'll have watched it by then. So not the actual review like yeah. review films now just but having like, a chat and because you, you've got to watch a film a few times uh, films that you care about like yeah. Halloween screen you've got to watch them a few oh, times yeah. to, to really because the first time you watch it it's just for pure enjoyment yeah. and then the second time you watch it you start trying to look for things don't you and that's yeah. when we do reviews so it'll just be our first initial, yeah, thoughts. initial thoughts initial reaction whether we liked it we didn't could we guess the killers? Could we guess who, guess who was going to yeah. die? Stuff like that. And no, oh no, we, we're going to spoil it. So if you don't want to listen to it, then yeah. just, we understand. But so yeah. we'll see you back on the 13th then. Thanks see you for on listening. the 13th of March. Bye.